Hello, I'm Gemma Davies and I'm in the Community Manager here at Future of SaaS. Welcome to SaaScast, the podcast that talks you through the steps you need to future-proof your product. Whether that's building the ultimate SaaS marketing team or taking your product global, our guests will help you grow, scale up and work smarter. So today we're joined by Mary Poppin, who is the Chief Customer Officer at Glint LinkedIn. So Mary will be giving us her insights on how employee engagement affects customer satisfaction. So thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to see you. And you. Um, So we'll start off by um, saying, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently the Chief Customer Officer at Glint. I'm responsible for the entire post-sale customer journey and overall customer experience globally. I'm super passionate about customer success and innovating the customer experience to be more personalized. And I've been spending a lot of time recently on studying how AI can bring more customer value. So potentially we could talk about that on another <laughs> a future event. Absolutely. Um, I'm a lucky wife and proud mother of two teenage boys. And I love traveling and spending time with them and a nice glass of red wine. Lovely. Thank you so much. Um, So straight on to the topic. So employee engagement. Can you tell us a bit more about how employee engagement affects customer satisfaction to start off with? Yeah, and this is I'm super happy to talk about this. I'm really passionate about this and I've spent so much time thinking about it. Um, so, So throughout my career, I've sort of looked for what are those, you know, secret sauce ingredients that really drives a differentiated customer experience but also what's the employee um, impact of that? And if employees are engaged, what is that impact on on customer satisfaction? And I've really boiled it down to two things. Um, One is customer intimacy and the other is contagious enthusiasm. So customer intimacy is ultimately knowing your customers better than anyone else, knowing what they need, when they need it, being able to deliver in the way that is most effective for them and ultimately before they know they need it, right? And um, contagious enthusiasm is ultimately where employees love their job, they believe in the company, they love working with their customers and it's really obvious that they're happy in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And likewise, customers are excited to work with you. They love the value they're getting and they're really evangelists in the market. And so when you think about employee engagement on one axis and customer satisfaction on another axis, of course, like a lot of consultants, right? You create this four box. But to me, the top right is what I call the all-in zone. And that is where customer intimacy and contagious enthusiasm reside. Perfect. Um, And obviously, as you say, they sort of feed into the other. There's definitely a a high correlation there. So um, you mentioned sort of how you can see um, where employee engagement is high, but how can you identify if you have an employee engagement problem within your team or company? How can you sort of notice that and make sure that you're looking out for it? Yeah. So sometimes, uh, actually in many cases, it's it's pretty obvious, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you walk into a company or or let's let's just say a restaurant and people are extremely disengaged, you know, really quickly, like it's not a really good feeling to interact with that company or or be part of that. Um, And so in many cases, you can sort of feel the disengagement. Also, also like voluntary attrition, Um, and lack of KPI achievement are good indicators Mm -hmm. that there's low employee engagement. 
But the best indicator is to ask your employees, right? And so an employee listening program that contains, you know, an engagement survey and action plans is ultimately the best way to address engagement issues. Perfect. And that leads on perfectly to my next question, which is um, how can employee engagement programs address that problem? Um, I don't know if you can go into a little bit more detail about how that can help. Yeah, well, if you don't know what's broken, we can't fix it, right? That sort of old uh, saying, but but it's true. Um, and it goes for employee engagement experience too. So companies that focus on employee listening are able to understand what's working or not within their culture and overall business operations. So listening is great, but it's not enough. So employees need to hear that their voices are understood and that action's being taken and they need to see the positive impact of the actions being taken, right? Yeah. Based on their feedback. Simply rolling out an engagement survey will get you insights, but the real impact as to whether employee engagement will be improved is in how you communicate and take action on those insights. Yeah, definitely. As you say, if, if people can sort of, the employees are filling in surveys and they're giving their insights, they're taking time out of their day to fill that in. If they then see that it goes nowhere, obviously that doesn't create a positive culture at all. Um, so yeah, that again moves into the next question pretty well. It's quite an overlap between these. So how do you create a company culture that encourages employee engagement? Obviously the first step is to try and take those actions and put those um, opinions sort of in into action plans to make changes, but is there more that you can do? Yeah, you know, it really starts at the top. Again, I think it's something we hear quite often, but it, it's very true in this sense. It's not enough to say people are important to a company. The leadership needs to show it in their actions and their words. So some companies roll out employee programs with good intent but they end up being a check the box exercise and they don't really have the impact they could have. For example, rolling out an employee listening program will only be effective if action is taken based on the input and insights. Um, and employees need to know how their feedback and performance impact the organization's success, right? So strong communication and action plans across all leadership related to employee feedback that's built into the operating cadence of the business will show significant returns on employee engagement. In addition, mm. just have one other, one other, one other oh, thought, on this, which is really um, kind of top of mind. Um, a focus on employee growth and development yeah. as an ongoing priority of the business are also really key contributors to employee engagement. And not only that, but also contributors to well-being. So when you think about like especially the past year that we've had um, employee sort of engagement and health is very much linked to their feelings of well-being and growth and development is one way to help them be focused on moving forward. Absolutely. Um, if, if, as you say, if, if an employee understands the impact that their work is having, um, then not only do they feel more fulfilled, but they're sort of more um enthusiastic about moving up and, and progressing in their career and con, con, like continuing that contribution. Um, so how is it best to carry out that kind of um, sort of feedback cycle, as it were? So oftentimes, I mean, the, the best approach and the companies that we see doing it, who I would say are world class, are um, putting the opportunity in the direct manager's hands. So creating an employee listening program with a quarterly cadence where employees are able to give feedback in a confidential way 
uh, managers are able to take the aggregate of those results and communicate with their teams the specifics of what's working or not working in their part of the organization and what they're going to do about it, right? And the best approach is to get the employees' input on what actions are going to have the biggest impact and then involve the employees in those actions. And so it becomes sort of a joint ownership of improving the culture of the company, um, the employees' well-being, and ultimately the, the success of the company. And then leaders need to emulate in meetings um, and be role models where they're sharing the employee voice and it's mm -hmm. top of mind, you know, in the operating cadence of the business. And when we've seen that occur in organizations, top down, really, and bottom up, you have a, a pretty incredible improvement in employee engagement. Mm, yeah. And it kind of, I guess, if you're working from both directions, you meet in the middle and you're sort of covering everything and, and knowing that everyone's voice is being heard. Exactly. Perfect. Um, so thinking about sort of from the bottom up, how can you, um, what can you focus on when hiring staff to ensure that you're hiring the right people in the first place? So obviously all of these um, different tactics and different um, schemes that you can put into place to make sure that employees are engaged are fantastic for the employees who are already there. But if you've picked the wrong person in the first place, then I'm sure there's sort of sometimes there's very little you can do to change that. So um, what would your sort of advice be for people who are looking to hire new staff and make sure that they're hiring the right people? Yeah, great question. Because the first thing we think of is, you know, do the candidates have the right experience and skills? You know, great, let's bring them on board. But the reality is, are they a good culture fit? You know, and during the hiring process, some sort of in-depth review of whether that environment and the culture of the company is a good fit for that person, such as, you know, are they going to be happy in a fast-paced environment or do they need more or less structure than what you or the organization can provide for that role? And so those are some really key things to get into besides just, you know, can they do the job? Will they be happy at the company? Um, also, I think, you know, is the employee bought into the mission and vision of the company? So again, when you're hiring, making sure that they understand what kind of um, priorities and direction is the organization setting in order to achieve its mission. And does that align with what excites the employee? And then finally, one of the things that I feel like is overlooked, but it's sort of obvious, is that referrals from your existing successful employees are like the best opportunity to bring in talent that's a good fit for the organization. Because like-minded people tend to flock together, right? And so your employee network is really the richest place to get the strongest talent. Perfect. And I think you're totally right. It seems so obvious, but it's definitely something that can be overlooked when you're looking sort of for new talent or sort of a fresh look on things. Um, but absolutely, if someone's bought in um, already to the mission and vision, um, they're completely engaged, they know what their impact is, then obviously someone that they recommend is going to have at least a similar kind of outlook. Right. Um, so past that point, once you've hired the right person, um, how does onboarding affect an employee's ability to be enthusiastic about the company or the product? Um, do you have any kind of um, sort of ways that you would um, onboard your staff, for, for example? 
Yeah. I mean, the onboarding experience from day one makes such an impact on just setting the tone for the employee's engagement, their success, um, and sort of their initial feelings of fit with the company. I think one of the first things to focus on, and companies I've seen do this really well, uh, target ensuring that the employee understands the mission and the vision of the company. Again, that it's the why of what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and make sure to kind of get them on the journey from the very beginning in that sense. And it really contributes to feelings of belonging and inclusion right away, right? And ultimately feelings of ownership and the company's success. Um, I also think providing mentors and buddies has what I've seen has been a way to accelerate the onboarding. Um, it provides a network for support network for the employee. Um, also creates more feelings of well-being and confidence um, yeah. early on in their onboarding. So aside from just product training and sort of immersing them in what they need to do in their role, really building that, you know, culture alignment from the very beginning. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as you say, it kind of, it's, it's kind of a, um, sort of seeing people in action, having someone that you're pairing up with who can sort of guide you, it does give you quite a different experience as to just sort of either reading a a how-to guide or watching a a video on how to do something and hearing people's little insights that they've learned along the way, I guess really does sort of inform how they're going to perform in the future. Right. And knowing you have somebody to go to for help where, where you're not a burden, right? Because they're your assigned mentor, I think takes just a lot of pressure off new employees feeling like I shouldn't reach out. I'm asking too many questions, et cetera. You know, that's what their buddy is intended for. Definitely. And if that buddy's, I assume if that buddy's not their direct manager as well, it can take a bit of pressure off in that way. Great. Yes. Great point. The manager should also be very, very engaged in the onboarding. Yes. And making sure the employee has what they need, you know, from the outset. Perfect. Um, So with all of that in mind, um, we might ask about an emerging role um, that we've heard a little bit of murmuring about, um, customer success enablement. Um, Is that something that you think might be implemented in the future? And how do you think, what kind of impact do you think it might have on employee engagement? So um, I believe very strongly in CS enablement as a separate team, you know, like other functions, CS deserves its own enablement team as well. So a lot of times I've seen sales enablement be responsible for CS enablement. And there are overlaps, you know, like go-to-market messaging or product training, but there's so many aspects of delivering, you know, customer success that really deserves its own focus. CS needs to focus on enablement around best practices in driving customer adoption, right? So what about the product is actually the most helpful to customers and how do you turn that into real transformation for your company or for your customers? And then how to take insights, you know, on customer health and apply them appropriately. These are things that oftentimes if CS doesn't have its own strategy for enablement and its own resources, tends to get put on the back burner if even covered at all. Yeah. So I think, you know, CS enablement team is critical to optimizing the performance of CS, ensuring the right tools, processes, and metrics are in place to drive customer value. And then tailored enablement will help increase employee engagement because employees are going to feel like they have a deeper sense of readiness to bring customer value. 
No, that absolutely makes sense. And um, yeah, for our audience, you've heard it here first. <laughs> Customer <laughs> success enablement is coming for you. <laughs> That's right. Um, so overall, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen when people are trying to engage employees? Mm. Yeah, there's a couple that readily pop to mind. One is, um, we've talked about it a little bit, but companies who roll out an employee listening program as really a check the box exercise. So, you know, there's a lot of buzz things that happen in the market. All companies, you know, recognize the need to do certain things like put an employee listening program in place. But if they do it as more, you know, of um, just a a tactical program to check the box, they're not going to get the return that they could get from truly leveraging the employee voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen that sort of fail. Um, and those companies, you know, are the ones that aren't sort of adopting the, the best practice. And you can kind of tell early on, it's not a good fit. Yeah. Um, and either they get on board or they're just, you know, not a fit, I guess, to, to continue to work with un- until they're ready uh, to take action. Yeah. And the other piece is treating all employees the same related to well-being and development. Like managers and leaders who sort of take best practices or blanket approach and say, you know, everyone can take Friday off or everybody can go to a team, you know, baseball game, or you're not tapping into the individual needs of your employees, right? Mm -hmm. And sort of where they are from a personal, you know, and a professional perspective. And I'm not saying that employees need to tell you everything from a personal standpoint, but managers should be having frequent one-on-one conversations and asking their employees what they need and defining a joint plan to help support, you know, them in their particular, you know, situation um, and where they are in their role. And so I've just that blanket approach to leadership and in management is not a key contributor to employee engagement. Yeah, that absolutely makes sense. And and sometimes it can seem like um, sort of one of the most attractive things, for example, on a, on a job description saying, you know, as you say, everyone has Fridays off. But, um, you know, for someone who, I don't know, has childcare on Tuesdays, that's not very helpful. So, no, that absolutely makes sense. Exactly. And for our final question, what are some of the most positive outcomes that you've seen when employees are engaged? Obviously, um, you must have seen this a lot. You've got a lot of experience in um, making sure that employees are engaged and making sure that customers are getting what they need. So, yeah, what are some of the sort of best outcomes that you've seen? Yeah, I mean, from more of a tactical perspective, just some of the things to watch out for in terms of indicators when you do have very high engagement in your organization is that your voluntary attrition is low. People are excited to be there and they want to stay for the long term. Mm. Uh, Stronger KPI attainment across the board, right? Engaged employees have a stake and feel accountable and ready to deliver those KPIs. Uh, increase customer satisfaction. So the more engaged, we talked about the contagious enthusiasm, the more engaged the employee it sort of spreads to, uh, to the customer and then revenue growth, right? Because your employees are sort of delivering value and going after deeper relationships with customers. So you see that revenue growth. Um, the other thing I would point out as a positive outcome is you see employees acting as advocates. Mm. on behalf of the company. And that's both related to talent acquisition and customer acquisition. So employees, again, who are excited about the company um, spread that contagious enthusiasm. Absolutely. And you sort of, as you say, it's sort of, they take the initiative to go out there and I guess 
for want of a better phrase, sell the product, sell the company, sell the culture, um, you know, spread that word um, out with any potential customers that they might find sort of off their own back because they actually love it. Yes. And so one other thing I will say, because we hear this a lot, mm. you know, everyone's in sales. Okay. That's great. And, and I think that that's definitely true. It can be true. Um, I would also add everyone's in customer success, mm. right? And so that can also be true, but everybody can impact employee engagement as well. Yeah. You put those three things together and it's a massive like, benefit for an organization. Absolutely. The kind of golden trio. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your insights with us, for giving us your tips. Um, as a final word, do you have um, any final words of advice from for our listeners who might be trying to um, help their employee engagement um, at the time uh, currently? Yeah, just listen, listen to your teams, listen to your colleagues, and w- work to take action together to make improvements and make the company you know the best place that you want to be. Perfect. And that is such a positive um, note to end on. So thank you very much. um, And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thanks, Gemma.